Hello and welcome to another Awaba Pod podcast for the year 2021. I'm Rod Smith from Awabakul, and today it is literally raining day and night. And when I say literally, it is the uh, the rain outside is coming down. So if we get a lot of noise, that's what you shall hear. But when I say day and night, I mean the mighty or powerful Newcastle Knights. I'm sitting across one-on-one with the man himself, the wingman, the mm. high flyer, the shut the gate, you're too late, mm. the wind beneath my wings, the man who is so fast, his fire burns the flames of red and blue. Ooh. No relation to Stan Lee from the Marvel Universe, <laughs> Mr. Edric Lee. And the crowd goes, <sighs> how are you, my brother? I'm good, Ron, I'm good. Gee, I really love that intro. There's something special there, something in that. That's... Look, I, I did have something about a wingman, but I was thinking, no, nah, that was a bit too corny. So I just tried to go with the what I felt, I felt from you, from watching you from afar. Yeah, no, it's natural. It's speak from the heart, so yeah. the wingman on the left I, wing. I, I, I went to a lot of games last year. I, would, I didn't go there this weekend. I wasn't in, um, invited, but we won't hold chat to that. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> how are you? How's, how's, how's the injury? No, I'm good, Rod. Um, yeah, the injuries are progressing well. Um, obviously, a little bit of hiccup a couple of weeks ago, but it's on track. It's on track. Firstly, congratulations on making the um, Queensland State of Origin team last year. Oh, and, thank um, you. That was pretty good, and a pretty good try. Yeah. Was watching that. yeah. How, how was that? How was the feeling? Like I've been, I've only been to two State of Origin games, and the atmosphere like is incredible. But to be on the field. Yeah, and a win. How was it? Yeah, no, it was definitely, um, it was definitely a dream come true. Um, the spectacle that it was, um, yeah, with, with with the crowd and just just being a part, being able to put the jersey on for the first time was probably uh, the most special thing. And yeah, um, just to do it, just to do it back home in front of friends and family uh, made it even more special. Um, yeah, obviously with, with COVID that's going on, um, you know, for the camp to be presented on how it was is sort of um, it was bigger than uh, what people thought it would be. Mm. Secondly. I'm a I'm a diehard New South Wales supporter. Mm. How in the hell did you even win that series? Yeah, no, nah, I'm not too sure. Because I, I was like, I'm like, before the series started, I'm thinking three nil, two one maybe. Yeah, nah, I'm, and we lost. <laughs> I'm not too sure. I, I, th- I think it was all in the first game um, over in Adelaide, um, where, where we managed to, to get the win over there. Yeah, um, let's think that put us in a good position of um, throughout the whole camp that we can believe that um, we were able to win the series and um, obviously the second game in Sydney was a show up by, by your mob New South Wales and um, mm-hmm. when it came to game three at home we just we just knew this was um, sort of a do or die and we had a chance to do something special and um, yeah it's definitely definitely um, it's definitely a moment to remember and a, a proud moment at the same time still hurts when I think about it but <laughs> so where are you from where are you from originally I'm uh, from Brisbane. I uh, was, was born and raised in Brisbane, but yeah. um, my mum's from Mount Isa and, and dad's from Cairns. So, um, yeah, so it's just pretty much our uh, parents are from far north Queensland, but um, they, okay. they, they met in Brisbane together and, um, yeah, been there, born and raised, and um, just enjoying the journey now. I've been to Mount Isa in the summer. Jeez, that's dry and hot. Yeah, it's, oh. it's, it, uh, it's, it isn't too bad unless you're used to the weather, though. So. And I've been to Cairns. During summer, which is wet season. Yeah, wet season completely different. Humidity. Humidity through the roof. Do you know Brett Grogan that came from there? No, I do not. I do not know. <clears throat> he came down, uh, I think, in 92 to play for the Knights. Yep. He's still here. Brett Grogan, if you listen, you can go back to Queensland. But anyway. Queensland, <laughs> uh, the winners, he wants to stay. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, he was a part of the, like, the 97 
team and all that. that yeah, like wow. The, the first one, yeah. Yeah, we had a, quite a few. For, Owen Craigie. Yeah, no, that's... Jason Moody was around that time. Yeah, and Leo Denver. Yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah, I know Leo Denver. <coughs> I've seen him a couple of times in Brisbane. Um, yeah, he's actually back here living. Is he? Yeah, he's working over at Newcastle Uni. Oh, well, I might, might have to go and say hello to him. You, you got a sore thumb at the moment. I oh. seen him on Friday. I was over there for a, a student day. <laughs> All right, so Queensland boy. Now, Paddy Mills, NBA superstar, San Antonio Spurs, which mm. I do follow and, and watch. And Brenko Lee from the Melbourne Storm are your cousins. How are you connected there family-wise? Yeah, so uh, with Brenko, um, his old man and my old man are brothers. So, oh, okay. Um, yeah, we're sort of first cousins. And uh, with Paddy, it was sort of, um, it was a long story, it was sort of, um, just moved down to Canberra, um, so after high school for um, just studying the footy down there. Um, what they usually do, um, they usually have um, just just a, a dinner a month for all the indigenous people down there who, yeah. who are not from Canberra. So they just want to get to know each other and um, mingle with mob. And um, yeah, he was he was actually he was over at the time on holidays on his break, and um, yeah, and ended up having a yarn through there, and then um, he went went through the family tree and uh, found out. We were cousins, surprisingly, but um, no. Have you been connected with him at all, or have you chatted? No, that was a flight the first time I ever chatted to him. Yeah, like we were down there, and um, obviously, uh, obviously, he's from. uh, He grew up there in Canberra, and um, yeah, like they say, they every month they have a dinner for for all the more indigenous people not from Canberra to get together and sort of feel at home because. I don't know if you've been to Canberra, but during the winter time. Oh yeah, oh, I've been there. Yeah, it gets yeah, it gets tough, especially being from Queensland. Like it's a different, <laughs> it's a different climate down there. So you had a chance at basketball too, is that right? Yeah, so I was doing sessions on the side. Um, was it yeah. true that you had a you had a choice between basketball and NRL? Yeah, basketball and NRL. Sort of. Um, yeah, it wasn't until David Fern at, at Canberra Raiders sort of. Um, yeah, he sort of made me pick so to speak and <laughs> it was sort of on the spot and um, yeah obviously my family plays rugby league and that was all I yeah. knew and um, you know had had a word from Paddy trying to convince me to play basketball but um, yeah in the end I'm um, pretty happy with my decision and, and um, nah but in respect to Brinker and Paddy what they're doing yeah. in their own right um, it's always always good to see family and um, mob doing well and we were talking just before about Brinko and being a part <laughs> of state of origin and also uh He's bragging rights of winning the grand final. Yeah, I know. Sort of. Um, so he's walking around with two rings, is he? Yeah, he's pretty much walking around <laughs> with two rings. He's showing off a little bit, but um, nah, as soon as I saw the ring, the grand final ring, just makes me want to be there and get, get hungry to win it this year. How do you think the Knights are going to go this year? I, th- I think we'll be contenders this year, um, yeah. especially with the game from last week. Um, just the, the way we started the game. Um, obviously, the conditions are not what uh, what you'd expect at the start mm. of the year, but it's about adjusting to to the conditions and to the new rules as well. Uh, we've trained yeah. hard over the preseason, and it's just a matter of getting everyone back from injury and um, you know, make sure everyone's competing every day to get better. Wobbicool, we're a health, primarily a health mm. organisation. Um, question I, I wanted to ask you about we have a program called TIS, um, TIS funded, which is tackling Indigenous smoking. Now, when you watch the old school v- videos and or hear you know from footy players 40 years ago 50 years ago mm. smoking before the game smoking in the shed smoking after game <laughs> what's the culture like now in 20 in the 2020s um in the sheds is do players smoke that much no i don't i don't, I don't think i've ever seen a player smoke um, ever since i started um playing um in a professional system so it's a lot different now obviously um the competition a lot different to how it was back then 
um, I think the coaches really harp on um, how you look after yourself away from footy and um, all about nutrition and uh, your sleep as well. So um, you've almost got to recover for the next game so mm-hmm. there um, wouldn't be any any time to sort of yeah. to do all that stuff. So what is your next next day preparation if you like you've played the the day or night before? What do you do the next day? Is it we always see you guys on the news. It's usually up to your knees at the beach or you're at the pool what's the purpose of that yeah no it's just all about recovery um just pretty much refreshing the legs um and it's also dependent on how you how you recover after the game obviously when you're at the game you could lose up up to three kilos so you've got to sort of put that back really? on through yeah for your food and and water intake and then you get um, reassessed the next day to see whether or not you've you've managed to put all the weight back on three kilo i just need to play 10 rounds then Oh, well, I think I think <laughs> another sport might help is a bit of boxing. Yeah. <laughs> Mental health, um, you know, it's a big issue in our communities and our families. Um, but what's been coming out on the news over the last few years is, you know, in the NRL, too, in NRL, is it is mm. it a big is it a big issue? Um, do you think mental health with players and and just everything that goes on and the pressure that you guys are under? Yeah, I think it is. Um, obviously, there's always been a stigma around, um, you know, with with male blokes not being able to speak up upon, mm. um, you know, how they're feeling and so forth. So, um, it's 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 area that we always um we're, we're open for. Um, well, if you've got a problem, to speak up about it because yeah. um, there's no point having it in in yourself and bottling it up. So, um, that's one thing that the NRL encourages is open forum that. Um, you know, if you feel a little bit down or if you feel something's worrying you, you're able to, to talk to someone at the club or your teammates or your coach and, um, you know, you can sort of sort it out then and there. And, um, yeah, it just allows you um, just to be yourself because mm. obviously the, the NRL is is a high-pressured um, sport and, um, you know, you could be, be pressured um, everywhere. So mm. it's just a matter of, um, you know, making sure you're right, your well-being's right to uh, perform out in the field. Yeah, it's true. Like that stigma, that a lot of us males and I had that too mm. um, it took me a while to actually go and to actually you know there was that fear I thought I was weak yeah. to go and talk to yeah. the doctor about it but once the doctor I did t- talk to the doctor and the way that they explained it I just sat back and went oh okay it was it's as I said it's no different you, f- mm. you break your you break your ankle or something yeah. you go to the doctors you get it fixed if your mind happens to break you just go to the doctors and, and help, you know, try and, yeah, and get exactly, it fixed. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, yeah, it's no different to any other part of your body. Mm-hmm. Now, are we just talking... Um, so, as I said, we also off air, we were talking about weight. Yeah. You're saying you're a few uh, kilos over, and, and I might be a, a few... Maybe a few kilos over, too. Um, <laughs> what What is... <laughs> what is your um, game day? What, so... Let's say you were playing today, this yeah. afternoon. What would your diet be? What um, plan for the day? Oh, because just being on the wing, um, you definitely have to cover a lot of cage running. So definitely a big intake of carbohydrates and and water as well. So um, usually in the morning, I like to have a bit of bit of bit of oatmeal and some toast. So um, I'm able to get the carbs in the morning, and it'd be a nice little stroll just to just to relax. Really, I don't want to be. We don't want to be too upbeat and have to play the game early in the morning when you play it at night and um, yeah, towards the back end I like yeah. to, get, to get my meats in like my proteins in and just um, you know, make sure I'm, I'm feeling good for good feed and um, yeah I sort of like to sneak in a few lollies beforehand um, for a little sugar hit but yeah. Yeah, no, nothing too big I know everyone's different um, for me when I used to do sports I couldn't eat 
if I did eat, it had to be at least three hours before. Yeah. Um, because it just took that long for it to settle in me. I don't know. But is that what? How long? Do you have a deadline? Um, no, I'm I'm always hungry, so I'm I'm a little <laughs> bit different. To, <laughs> yeah, I'm always hungry, so um, yeah, I'm I'm a lot different to um, what a typical athlete probably would do because I like to have a little feed at halftime too. So, um, oh, do you? Yeah, have a little feed at halftime. So, so. you mean like maybe just a little snack, like maybe um, a protein bar or something? No, I was I was sneaking a sandwich. Not a subway or uh, something. Like I was, foot long. I sort of I sort of sneaking um just a sandwich that I made at home. You do not. Yeah, sneaking a little little sandwich I have in my locker. So. Um, it's it's away from everyone else and you just sneak that? it in. Check his locker. <laughs> <laughs> well, that you'd be one of the first people I've I've heard about that. Um, what about in the off season? What's your what's your do you do you just try and keep it the same all year or do you relax a bit? Um, it sort of depends on like just what what I'm trying to improve on mm. um, f- from the season season ahead. Um, if I feel like I'm going to be big in. I'll, in a, in, a, in a few areas I'll um, definitely change the diet but uh, for the most part after the season's finished you sort of just relax um, you're able to enjoy the first couple of weeks and then it's, um, it's sort of back in with because you, you don't want to lose, lose too much uh, and you have to work even harder to get mm. back where you was everything you know now about nutrition and, and the pros and cons and, and also with um, training and, and what you want to achieve mm. yeah. if you could go back to a younger 15, 16 year old Edric would you have much to say to him? Yeah, I'll, around I'll, all that, I'd have a lot. Um, Fifteen and sixteen, I didn't even know much about nutrition and um, you know just just what to eat and, and what to do. So um, when I was fifteen and sixteen, it was just to go for the easy option, having fast food, and, yeah. um, just easy options. I wouldn't really think about it or think of a long term long term goal. Um, I didn't even have a goal like with my eating and so forth. I just eat whatever's there and um, just continue eating, thinking that the more you eat, the bigger you get, but. Um, it wasn't really helping in the right areas, and um, yeah, I wish I wish I had known back then um, about about what I know now about nutrition and so forth. Then I'd, um, I'd be able to yeah be, be in a um, be in a better shape than yeah. I was when I was fifteen, sixteen to now. Is there a, is there a, an age you can remember where you, where you really took it on and took it serious, where you thought, okay, I'm a professional footballer now. I've Gotta be professional with everything. Yeah, it wasn't until I was seventeen, sort of just finished high school and moved down to Canberra. I sort of realised um, what's going on. Um, it was sort of just a bit, bit dreamy there at my last year of high school. Um, I was sort of more worried about uh, the real world, so <laughs> I was yeah. more worried about that. I wasn't worried about um, anything else, and just trying to figure out, um, you know, just just what the next step is after high school. And then once I moved away, I sort of had to live independently, and um, it had to really be mature straight away and figure out um what's ahead for myself and yeah um yeah i think that was the best lesson for me is um sort of on my own and having to figure out everything figure out my steps moving forward and um yeah without that lesson down there moving out of home straight away is sort of um it molded me to where i am now cool so you played footy in canberra yeah they've played in the 20 system down there and that's how so you you said you're from brizzy yeah but you ended up in Canberra. Yeah. Was that through the Raiders? Yeah, through the Raiders. So they had an affiliated club at South Slogan. And I was playing at South Slogan at the time. So, uh, um, yeah, it got picked up then. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they should be down to do a pre-season. And, um, How was that for a young fella, um, you know, being community? Yeah. Um, was Queenslander, going down, as you said, to Canberra, and then experiencing the weather, you know, at that age. How did you handle all that? Oh, it was pretty much tough. Um, 
like the first two two weeks, I wanted to go home. Um, yeah. I was on, I was on the phone to to all my family, especially mum and dad, um, just saying it's not the same. It's a different. Um, I was just really homesick at the time, and I didn't know anyone down there either. So it was sort of that made that transition even harder. And then um, was sort of um, realised that I've got an opportunity here, and I've really got to make the most of it, and sure to adjust to adjust to the lifestyle and um, you know what it takes to be. Um, yeah, just a, a grown up away from home, and um, yeah, that's probably one of the good lessons that I've that I've had um, over the years is b- being in that isolated situation and being really independent, having to depend on yourself to mm. try and um, really grow as a person. So, did the system down there have a good support system around you? Yeah. Or so, um, I was lucky enough at the time they had an, a lot of indigenous. They had the highest rate of indigenous players and um, first grade team there. So they had big, big Tommy Leroy, Lars Fergo, oh Joel yeah. Thompson, uh, oh yeah, Reese yeah. Robinson, Travis Waddell, and we had heaps. So they were able to sort of just just guide me through it. Um, and they always said like, "How was Fergo back then?" Yeah, he's still the same Fergo <laughs> he's now. Nah, he's he was a good father. He really took me on his wing, Fergo. Um, oh, that's good. He really took me on his wing. Um, so he took me and me and Jackie Wyden on his wing, yeah. Um, Fergo down there, and um, he sort of he was a young fella too, and Fergo knew what it, what it took to get to yeah. the next level, and um, you know you've got to be pretty focused on, on what you want to achieve, and also s- he put us on um, setting out our goals and what we want to do. So um, yeah, we, th- there was at the time there was a lot of boys in the first grade, so they're able to help mm. um, myself just um, just be more relaxed down there. Oh, that's good. That's good because if you would have went home. Yeah, I don't know what I would have done. I'd yeah. probably be, yeah. i got a few quick questions for you. Mm, Favourite player growing up? Uh, that'd be Wendell Saylor. Um, Wendell? Yeah, Wendell, B- Big Dell. Yeah. Big Dell, always loved him. Always thought he was my uncle too. So <laughs> actually, so going, like, that's my uncle playing the Broncos. So I used to just tell everyone at school that he was my uncle. But nah, it's Big Dell, just the way he played the game. You know, and yeah. He, he was aggressive, but he was also a showman as well. He liked to have fun. And um, yeah, that's probably one thing I liked about yeah, Big Dell. and that he was... Favorite Queensland player ever, of all time. Um, I I wouldn't I'd oh, be rude to say Windu again. So, um, that favorite player would be um Darren Lockyer. Yeah. Um, he's played um a number of positions for Queensland, but to go from fullback mm. into five A and then to manage to be in a, like high pressured moments where he'd have to do a field goal, he'd have to um he'd kick the two points, but he's such a general and guy with um yeah the voice yeah. that he has to he's probably the only queenslander i've ever liked yeah why yeah. not i don't know i think <laughs> i think because he was just nice <laughs> i don't yeah. know he just had that nice personality but so i grew up in the era as a kid watching wally lewis just smash us yeah. you know yeah so I, I i'm not gonna lie that's why i grew up with just queenslanders yeah. you, wanted, yeah, you know after him. I'd, you know, I'd cry nearly sometimes. But I don't like, know, oh. Darren Lockyer. I don't know. There was just something different about him that, uh, yeah, I didn't mind him. Yeah, I think it was just the way he approached the game as well. Yeah. He played the right way and always competed on every play. And um, he's such a gentleman out there, and um, he's a good sport as well. Favorite player to watch now? Favorite player to watch now. Do you have anyone that you think? You know, you might just like just watching the way that they play or the, the style they play. Um, I'm not really. I think I'm more interested in in, in the game now. Yeah. Um, just just given just given the players that we have and the stuff that they can do, um, from the, the outside backs to the forwards to you know your, your halves and um, you know, your hookers. Um, it's just the way the game's played. Yeah. Is. When I first started, sort of, 
there's a different style of play and um, you sort of had the shoulder charge back then so yeah, yeah you're definitely looking up at who you're running at but um, yeah it's sort of it's, it's a lot different now to what it was when I first started but um, yeah I'm I've just really engaged in, mm. in every game this year um, because it's it's such exciting to watch such exciting brand of football to watch and so you said Lockie your favourite Queenslander mm. would he also be your favourite player of all time um, or would nah I'd be Greg Inglis Greggy. Greggy, yeah. Yeah. He was just um, a phenomenal athlete, very athletic and just a just a powerhouse. So he was a freak. He was um yeah, he was a powerhouse. Um yeah, he could do it all. He could mm. he could yeah, he had the he had the ball skills and played a number of positions and he excelled at them all, so the way I like to judge, which I heard a commentator say once, if you could have like when you judge best players, yep. if you had thirteen players and they were all the one play same player. Yeah. Like if it was 13 Kevin yeah. Smiths on the field, 13 Andrew Johns, yeah. 13 Greg Inglises, yeah. who would win? Greg, Greg Inglis. Oh, if, I remember when he played back row in the All-Star game, and I was like, holy, <laughs> like, he's big enough to play there. Like He can actually play there, physically play there. So. All right, I got a last question for you. Bit of a long question. That's right. If there's a team or a game that you've watched from the past yeah. or the present, uh, from State of Origins, Grand Finals, Test Masters, or club games, uh, you know, maybe because of the intensity of the game or the players in that team, and you've just thought, man, I would have loved to have played in that game or that team. Has, has there ever been a game or, or a team you've watched and just gone, yeah, I wish I was a part of that? Um, yeah, there was definitely a, a test match um, between Australia and New Zealand. Um, I think it was 2008. They had it in Sydney um, at the Sydney Cricket Ground then. Um, I just remember the uh, the Australian team, the way they played that game. Um, they, uh, that was when Greggy had their little um, the knock on, and he tapped it back to Mark Gaznian to score. So that was um, <coughs> that, that was definitely that was a game that I want to be a part of. Um, I saw that um, just wearing the Australian jersey is probably yeah. the pinnacle of our game and where I want where I want to achieve and what I want to get to. So um, yeah. yeah, after watching that as a as a 16 year old, I was like, oh. You know, that's uh, that's something I want to be a part of, and um, yeah. yeah, sort of. It's funny how we remembered that one game from that yeah. one incident. Yeah, well, it was. Well, it was. Um, well, I was there live, so we. Oh, were you? Yeah, played the 16s Indigenous game before, and we were um, we were, we were the um, bloody uh, what do you call it? Um, well, we played like a few games before, and yeah, we, like we were there live. Um, the Murray's was the Crews, and um, yeah, we we played down there, and we watched it live, and. That was my first rugby league game I watched live um, yeah. of NRL, and I just thought, yeah, that's, that's that's what I want to do. That's that's what I want to be on that go. jersey and that sport. And um, yeah, it's something I'm striving to do. But I'm very very happy now to be playing, um, continuing on in the NRL. Well, Edric Lee, thank you for coming in and uh, doing our Warble Pod for us this year. Um, I salute you as a Knights player, as mm. a Queenslander. I'll shake your hand. Oh, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's a pleasure. Um, but uh, thank you and come and sharing your, your stories, your history, your family, your goals, mm. um, and your trials too. Um, but yeah, and uh, hope the rest of the year, I hope your injury gets better and, and I hope you have a great year. Oh, thank you. I uh, appreciate it. Thank Thanks you.